Welcome to Try, Try Again with Katherine Bellis, a podcast dedicated to relationships, the one with yourself and others. This week we look at forgiveness and letting go. I want to start with examining the things that are not true about forgiveness. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean forgetting, and it does not always mean we have to stay in relationship with the person we are forgiving. Forgiveness does not mean we don't hold them accountable for the consequences of their actions. It is not a requirement that the person we choose to forgive ask for forgiveness. I don't know who said this, but one of my favorite quotes around forgiveness is, Life becomes easier when you learn to accept an apology you never got. They don't even have to know we have forgiven them. The work we're doing today in this podcast around forgiveness is to benefit you and no one else. Many of us need to be able to forgive people who have died or people with whom, for a variety of reasons, we can have no contact. Many of us need to forgive ourselves. Forgiveness is the tenet of most major religions, and it's often where we find peace. When we reach a place of forgiveness, we often are left marveling at the ease of it. However, we cannot reach that place of ease until we have practiced and done the work to achieve actual forgiveness. It is important before we can forgive that we know exactly what we are forgiving. How are we wounded? What did this person do to wrong us or hurt us? How did it affect us? Only once we have examined that and feel the weight of that will we be truly able to forgive and let go. The problem with forgiving before we've done this work is we risk forgiving too soon and too easily. The forgiveness doesn't stick. Resentment and anger and hurt will rise again and again. In session, I find myself encouraging people repeatedly to slow down. I talked with a couple many years ago who were struggling with infidelity. The husband had stepped outside the relationship. The wife was quick to want to move past this for a variety of reasons. I repeatedly ask, let's slow down. And I know it irritates some people, but there's a tendency to not necessarily want to do the deep work that's required before forgiveness. We want to jump to that piece, to the letting go. Sometimes it's because we don't want to feel the pain anymore. I certainly understand that, but I encourage you to do the work first and then move into that place of being able to forgive. This couple was able to do the long, deep work around the infidelity and the things that contributed to the infidelity. They found themselves in a place where she really wasn't truly able to forgive, and it bubbled up in the relationship in many ways until they did that work. And of course, forgiveness is not just about the big things, the obvious. It's also about forgiving and letting go of the little things. We might think we have forgiven, but we continue to hold on to something. So that is my disclaimer for today's podcast and for our purposes today. I'm assuming you've done the work. You know the person or people that you would like to forgive. You know what they did and you know why it hurt you and how it affected you. Maybe you have already forgiven. Maybe you aren't certain you want to explore how to do that. But I would encourage you to listen to the end. I've spoken with hundreds of clients, led groups, and even taught a college class on forgiveness and letting go. And one of the examples I like best to illustrate our tendency to hold on to things that maybe we should be letting go 
is taken from the methods used by zoo trappers capturing monkeys in the wild. Trappers place a small cage in the jungle with a bunch of bananas in the cage. They lock the cage. A monkey coming along and spotting the bananas will reach through the narrow rungs of the cage and grab a banana, but he can't get it out. And no matter how hard he tries, he can't pull his hand through the narrow rungs while hanging on to the banana. And even with the approaching trappers, he won't let go of the banana. The trappers simply step up and grab the monkey. Now, if you were standing there in the jungle watching all this happen and wanted to save the monkey, you might yell in exasperation, drop that banana. In the same way, we sometimes hang on to things that aren't serving us and are in fact at times hurting us, trapping us. We will explore these bananas and how we might let them go to improve our relationships. I worked with a man recently who had worked with a therapist on his anger and hurt at his parents and others in his life. He and the therapist decided he had done his work and was ready to end therapy. He'd gone into the world and and within a year found himself in a mess with several relatives that he believed had injured him and insulted him. This is when he came to me. He was so angry, wanted to see them hurt or fail, never wanted to see them again. He was done with them and starting to feel that his spouse was betraying him because she still saw them at family events. I asked about his prior work. He had learned to breathe, learned healthy coping skills around exercise and nutrition and cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. He had visualized his confronting and facing those who had wounded him. I asked, and how did you forgive them? Oh, I worked on dealing with what happened, but I'll never forgive them, was his response. In that session, we began to work on forgiveness, and within three months, he was speaking to his relatives, and within six months, he was having dinners, attending family events, and enjoying the relationships. Letting go, forgiveness, was the final step for him. And without that, he was as trapped in his past as the monkey holding on to a banana. It was a miracle, the cure for cancer of the spirit. Unless we truly forgive, the same issue will continue to bubble to the surface because to calm it requires forgiveness. What is letting go or forgiveness? It is the Aramaic word for untie. I love this definition because it has the feel of release and unnodding and undoing. Of course, the Bible talks about forgiving others so that we may be forgiven. Confucius said, those who cannot forgive others break the bridge over which they themselves must pass. The Quran states that whoever forgives a man shall have his reward from Allah. It's clear that forgiveness spiritually and emotionally is not just for the other person, but for us. Why should we forgive? Not forgiving causes us to be stuck. and Sometimes it's used as an excuse for not getting on with our lives, giving us an excuse to fail or not try. Resolve the past so you can build confidence in the future and increase self-esteem and compassion. Studies show that developing habits of gratitude and letting go of hurts are keys to longevity, contentment, and good health. So let's go through some of the aspects of working toward forgiveness. And ultimately, the key is knowing that forgiveness is the only way that we make what they did not matter anymore. As long as we hold on to it and it influences our thinking, it has power over us. When we can let it go, when we can forgive, that power disappears. One of my favorite quotes attributed to uh, Nelson Mandela, an anti-apartheid activist in South Africa who was imprisoned for 27 years and was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, said, resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for it to kill your enemy. First, forgiveness is recognizing that someone has hurt us, and it presents an opportunity for us to forgive. Whether we choose to forgive or not is something else. For right now, we simply see the opportunity. I encourage you to journal about your feelings around possibly forgiving this person. Also, talk to a trusted friend or loved one. Not 
a lot of people and not in a gossipy way with an agenda or hurting the other person, but in a way to further understand what happened and helping you practice expressing your feelings and using the language that feels accurate. It may lead you to confronting that person. Thinking about how you might confront the person is important. What would your delivery be like? What language would you use? What tone? Practicing with a trusted person may be very helpful in exploring how that conversation might look. I know many people will say they're not confrontational and don't like conflict. The definition of confrontation is simply turning and facing, and it is an act of courage because you may feel vulnerable. So much of our hurt is sometimes based on our making assumptions or miscommunication. And in the confrontation with the person, with the turning and facing the person that has hurt us, we recognize this. And forgiveness may not even be necessary. Part of the reason confrontation is so important is it helps us deal with what is. It helps us express our feelings. Second, as you consider forgiveness, you may find it's hard to feel it. In order to get in touch with what forgiveness feels like, I want you to think of an image symbolizing forgiveness for you. It can be anything that conjures up a feeling of deep love and peace, but keep that symbol in your mind as you consider forgiving this person or people. The image could be anything from holding your new baby, watching a sunset with a loved one, sitting at the bedside of a dying friend or family member, laughing with friends, whatever it is that conjures up in you that strong sense of love and acceptance. Also, it might be helpful to think of a time that you were forgiven. How did it feel to you? Do you remember that sense of relief or peace when you were truly and lovingly forgiven and things seemed right with the world again? Third, identify and then let go of the choices other people make. Why do we hold on to people who tell us through their actions and words that they don't want us? that they don't value us. Looking for love and acceptance where there is unkindness, abuse, or a pattern of painful interactions is like trying to pick unripe fruit from a tree. Those relationships will be difficult. They will not be nourishing or more than likely, at the very least, make our stomachs hurt. Fourth, examine why you struggle letting go of the anger or hurt. And is it because you feel that power that lies in the anger? When we start examining forgiveness and letting go, we often feel we are letting go of our sense of control and justice and that we are allowing ourselves to become more vulnerable. But remember, it's in that vulnerability where we are our strongest. That is where the real power lies in forgiveness and letting go. We can be vulnerable and we're okay. And fifth, think about what forgiveness might look like for you in this instance. In one relationship I had several years ago, I recognized I needed to give this person forgiveness and I needed to heal the pain I felt. I was certainly aware this person would never come to me and ask forgiveness, so I spent some time making lists. I listed every way that person disappointed me, shamed me, made me cry, Each hurt I put on a separate strip of paper, and when I was done, I put them in a glass jar, and then I meditated. And a day or two later, again on separate slips of paper, I wrote prayers that I wished for that person. They were all well-intended. I wrote down what I hoped they would learn and receive, and I put those in a separate jar. And those two jars sat on my desk for several weeks, and one day, I realized I had forgiven this person. I felt it. And then I had a mini fire ceremony, first burning the wounds and hurts, transforming them to ash in the fire pit so they no longer existed. And then I burned the prayers, sending them to the heavens, and they were released. I left the fire, and I can truly say since doing all that work, the pain was gone, and I was left with a lesson, and I felt amazingly good 
I was able to forgive. It might be important to take a few minutes to look at why we don't forgive, especially ourselves. Forgiving ourselves is often much harder than forgiving others. We carry guilt and regret and shame around losses and things that we've done like a bundle across our backs weighing us down. I think one of the most important things to recognize is that guilt and regret and anger that you feel at your cellular level is not an appropriate consequence or punishment for what you said or didn't say or did or didn't do. Those feelings are symptoms. Those feelings are symptoms of recognizing what you did and recognizing you do not want to be the kind of person who behaves in that way. They are symptoms to be appreciated. When you do something and you feel guilt or regret, it means you recognize you don't want to live that way. It's not who you are. And the feelings come about when we live incongruent to our belief system or who we are as a person. Those feelings are like sandpaper on the soul. They scratch and they hurt. And it's normal that we want to block them. I know when I have had similar feelings, I just want to shake them away like I I want to recoil from myself because the feelings are so uncomfortable. But those feelings tell us who we are not, and they also give us great compassion for other people. Looking at what you did specifically and why you did it is important. Was it out of fatigue or stress or limited information? These are important elements of any kind of forgiveness. Accepting what you did, accepting that you did something that hurt someone else, or hurt yourself does not mean you're an unloving or undeserving or unkind person. It simply means you're a human being and you're going to make mistakes. And sometimes that's difficult for us to accept. If you feel you have a tendency to this, recognize that it's not serving a purpose for you and it's interfering with your healing. When we have hurt someone and we've apologized and we've made changes to try not to do it again, and we've made it right as best we can, it does no good to carry the weight of that thing. When you think of the people that you have forgiven, would you want them to continue to suffer with guilt and regret? Of course not. That's why we forgive, to alleviate that. And we need to do it for ourselves as much as anyone else. Sometimes I think we do it as a way of staying in the past. My father came to live with me in the last few weeks of his life, and he was on hospice during this time. I remember moments I became frustrated and, frankly, afraid. And there were times he knew I was feeling this way, even though I tried to hide it from him. And I felt guilty over those moments. But as I examined them, I recognized that I had made them into much bigger problems than they actually were. And I believe in part we do that when I relived the regret and guilt over not being more patient with my father, I realized that it was a way of keeping my father alive in that moment. And it brought me an awful kind of comfort. In letting go of that guilt and regret, I was letting go of a piece of the relationship that existed in being present in that moment. The conclusion I came to was I was working through my own feelings about all of the losses in my life and the people that I have been so honored to work with on their own losses. And ultimately, everything boils down not to what we did or said or didn't do, but that they knew they were loved and we knew they loved us. In letting go of those feelings, we may feel a shift, a little more distance. But again, use that feeling as a symptom, a symptom of progress and recognizing that that kind of letting go is the healthiest way to live in this world and to allow yourself to move forward. There are other things we can let go, like a negative body image, the approval of other people, excuses we make for not doing what we want to do in life, procrastination, prejudice, control, expectations, 
You may find through this podcast that there are more inventories you need to take on forgiveness for yourself and others or letting go. Take the bag that you slung on your back and dump it in front of you. See what you could let go of and what is no longer serving you. Maybe you're at a stage in your life where you don't have to hang on to what others think and that anger that fueled you for so many years. Maybe you can just let go. Drop the banana. And in dropping the banana, be sure to give thanks for the lessons and the motivations and the surprises that came from the process of being wounded and doing the work and learning to forgive. Have a week filled with meaning and love.